You're listening to The Kylo Show, the podcast where we talk about how to keep your love on no matter what and why whole healthy families are going to save the world. And it starts right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Kylo Show. It's good to be back. I know. Every week. Here we are. Here we are. But we're doing something fun. I mean, and we've been doing something fun for a little while is our, we're doing our Q&A session. I know. It's kind of fun to just randomly jump all over the place, but at the same time, keep addressing relationships. So we have um, a bunch of questions that have come in from all different, I guess, series that we've been doing. So they're all over the board, but like you said, same vein. It's this uh, keep your love on stuff that we've got going on here. I know. That's such a good book you wrote. I'm telling you, I got a little, I noticed that I was saying the same thing over and over and over (laughs) and over and over and over over for a decade. I thought, I should should just write this down and tell people before they get here. Yeah. Yeah. Or start doing groups. You know, like, okay, I'm going to say the same thing to this group. I'm going to say the same thing to this group. Yeah, it is challenging to feel like you're a lot like everyone else because mm. we like to think we're so unique like our situation is is especially challenging and or hopeless mm-hmm. and it's like no it's actually not you're struggling like a whole bunch of other people and your adjustments towards success would be like a whole lot of other people clearly there are some really tough situations yeah. that i don't know how to work out but the bulk of them are not that big of adjustments. It's usually tons of fear and tons of hurt, hmm. you know, and not knowing what to do with it. And not knowing, start, yeah, and just feeling like you're paralyzed or so confused mm-hmm. and uh, overwhelmed. Yeah. But it's it's generally a few steps getting back to the, yep. you know, the five keys. You know, if you can get back to powerful. Mm-hmm then it it starts to open up right there. Yeah. I was talking to somebody this morning about, you know, the the practice and him feeling like he wasn't not very good at it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, it's a lot about exposure and it's a lot about practice. Mm-hmm. So those two things you keep, keep doing and it grows. And uh, so that's the same thought I have around all the five principles we have and all the questions that come in is it feels like it's just, Keep exposing yourself to the material. Keep challenging yourself to practice. Keep, you know, going after hard conversations and a community that's searching for health. So all good stuff. Yeah, it's like my golf game. You know, both times I played golf, I was, I was yeah, terrible. I don't know when <laughs> you've ever played golf that I've I can been, think of. Yeah, I'm terrible at golf. <laughs> I played it twice. And it's kind of like that. You know, people say, I, I tried it. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, you tried it. You're not very good at it. Yeah. Keep trying. Yeah. Well, that's what we're... I love the brave souls that are giving questions. Yes. You know, Thank you are, for that. We do love that. So I think that's the, the practice of, okay, submitting a question. We're trying to help you. We want to help you. So that we have so many questions. That's why we're doing a whole show on questions. Towards the end of our first year. I know. You know, we're kind of coming up on it here pretty soon. It's we're exciting. like... Almost to a, a year, and I don't know. We got three, four hundred thousand downloads so far. It's yeah, going pretty good. It is. It is. All right, you ready for this first question? Mm-hmm. Okay, first one. 
comes to us from Sarah. Hi, Danny and Brittany. I'm wondering, what do I do if I feel like, if I tell someone like my husband what I feel and what I need, that those things are too much, like too high maintenance? And what if they are too high maintenance? Well, I don't know what the things are mm-hmm. that she's looking for. Um, I, I, I do wonder sometimes if people understand the difference between what they need and what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I feel like I can blend those a little bit. <laughs> you feel like you're pretty good at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, you know, I think I need the house clean. I think I need mm-hmm. the living room clean. I think I need. Gotcha. Um, but really what I'm, I'm, those are all wants for me. I, I, there are, but the core need that I have is I need to feel respected in my value for cleanliness or structure or, or that we are doing this together as a family, cleaning up after ourselves. And that's how I would, you know, kind of reframe that is I would say, I need a, I need to feel your partnership. Yeah. In this, that, and the other thing, and and so going after partnership is a is a need. Like mm-hmm. we're in this together. I I didn't get married to stay alone. Yeah. I I I want to feel your strength. I say that a lot. Like I I need to feel your strength in this area. Um, that's a that's a common communication between supervisor and uh, you know, employee mm. would be I, I don't feel your strength here. I need to, mm-hmm. and instead of you're doing a bad job or I need you to X, Y, and Z, I think there the blend happens when people start saying, I need you to do. Mm. As soon as you say anything that infers, I need you to do, the other person hears, I want control of you. Sure. And that's where I think people throw up their arms and say, you're you're too high maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm you're never gonna be happy. You're unpleasable, all those things. <clears throat> all that. So yeah. I, but I like your I can blend that. That's <laughs> that's a good catch. It's a definite <laughs> blend. And it's it does feel easy to do when I'm overwhelmed. When I there's a need that's not being fulfilled and I don't know fully how to communicate it, it just comes out and wants. That yeah. feels like demands, yeah. which everyone's running away from. Right. The crazy ladies on her broom. Oh, she's upset. <laughs> she is. And so getting good at clarifying what your need really is and trying to understand it, um, which maybe it's a conversation with somebody that knows mm-hmm. these principles before you get to your husband um, so that it comes out as a need instead of what feels like a want or a demand because that might be shutting him down from being able to hear it. And I, I think there is a, a maybe an internal conversation with the Lord, like like Lord, am I mm-hmm. needing something from you, and I am not going to you? Yeah, you know, I need to feel valuable. Mm-hmm. I need to feel whole. I need to feel loved. Now, I need to feel loved from my spouse. I do. I want. I need yeah. to feel connected. I need to feel valued. But there's a deeper level of that, that if I don't get that met, mm-hmm. my poor spouse has no prayer of, yeah. of satisfying what only the Lord can. Mm-hmm. But there are two sets of needs there. Mm-hmm. 
there is the the marital covenant love that I need to feel the connection the the joy the um unity the you know that I, I do need that mm-hmm. but at an at a identity level at a, a wholeness a complete shalom level that's I got to go get that from the Lord otherwise I'm I'm coming to my spouse I have a, a big hole in my bucket and I'm saying you're not pouring enough in here yeah she's like oh wait a minute Look at that bucket has no bottom in it. Like, yeah, that's why I'm exhausted over here. So there is uh, a, a bit of feedback from your spouse that you got to be listening for, which is, I feel exhausted trying to meet this need mm-hmm. that you keep bringing to me. Will you please go back to the Lord and find what you're looking for so that I have a chance of getting some credit Mm -hmm. for what I am doing over here because I feel committed to this. I feel, I see it. I want you to feel loved. I want you to feel happy. I want you to feel those things, but I'm not in charge of your happy and I'm not in charge of your, your, your peace or your, your hope. Yeah. You know, I'm not in charge of that. These are hard conversations to have. They are so worth it, though. Yeah. And 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 so some people, some people just go to the Lord. Like I'm just going to take it to the Lord and not share my need. Yeah, that's one. Bad. And that's that's bad. That's <laughs> that's that. not helpful. Yeah. The other one is I'm only going to go to my spouse and treat them like the Lord, and never actually go to God. That's bad too. Mm-hmm. So there is a a healthy sharing of how I get my needs met. Yeah, that's great. Well, good question, Sarah. And um, All right, well, the next question we have comes from JB. So the context today, I understand, is relationships and marriage. I'm wondering if I can go beyond that a little bit and talk about general relationships. I have a friend, a male friend, who uh, we're becoming pretty good friends. And then I discovered this man is pathologically unwilling or unable to keep his commitments. And he's since developed quite a reputation within uh, our Metron, this community that we revolve in. And and so, uh, as would be, he made a huge personal commitment um, and failed to fulfill it and just blew it off. Never said word, never brought it up, and I was just bewildered and shocked. It took me a while to shake this thing off, and I'm, I just moved on. And I'm civil to the guy, but I just uh, kind of moved away from him, and I know he senses some space, and I want to keep my love on, but I, at the same time, I really just don't want to pursue a relationship with this person. Uh, what's really ironic about this, this person teaches leadership in uh uh, in a classroom setting, it's just, it's amazing. So anyway, I would love to hear a response. Thanks. Ouch. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Probably start there. I mean, I, I mean, obviously he's, he's convinced that the guy, when you call someone pathological, <laughs> You've you've made a decision there, right? And I don't know if there's been more than one encounter that has led <laughs> to yeah, that. I'm I'm certainly had more than once. I, I think so. But it's a giant owie for him. You yeah. know, he's like hurting over 
the disappointment and probably feeling betrayed and se- seriously let down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he said ouch to this guy yet. Yeah. But um, if he has and then there was still no adjustment, then then that is where you start hitting boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. All right, you yeah. get you get way less access to my time, energy, and resources because you have no respect for them. Yeah. It's like, all right, I get it. I got it. You do you. Mm-hmm. You do you. Way out there, you do you. Yeah. And it'll it'll affect me way less because I'm not, you know, I, I don't have this level of expectancy of your responsibility mm-hmm. to be respectful of this. And if, um, you know, George, whoever, walking by my house, I don't have the same expectation of the people who live in my house. Yeah. And, I mean, those are the practicing of relationships and boundaries is the closer you get to my vulnerability, the the more I pump up the the requirement yeah. of how you manage what's important to me. And so you can keep your love on by simply not becoming bitter, not gossiping, uh, slandering, that sort of thing. But at the same time, go to the guy and say, ouch. Yeah. That was my first thought is, is there, um, been a place that welcomes any kind of feedback, any kind of conversation that Mm -hmm. says, Hey, what happened? Um, I'm not sure you realize that this experience is pretty painful. So if those have all been exhausted, then Mm -hmm. it sounds like he's doing the right steps and creating some kind of boundary. It's, it is a bummer when it's a friendship, especially if you were excited about the possibility of this being a good friend and then you run into their culture that doesn't align with what you want to be around. Mm-hmm. So that's that's always a frustrating experience. But I do find it uh, amazing how many people think that they it's like one or, or none. Like you have to be around this person and deal with their inconsistencies or I can't have anything to do with you and I withhold everything from my life. So it's like love on or off. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground to this. And it it does feel like a exchange, you know, I'm, I'm watching some people we know that are, you know, they're not around us anymore. That doesn't mean I don't love them. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't say hi when I see them at church. doesn't mean mm-hmm. I don't give them a hug. doesn't mean that I, you know, wouldn't offer if they said, I need help. You know, well, I can do this. I don't give, you don't have all access to me, but mm-hmm. this is what I am willing to do. And, and, and there seems to be some, sometimes it gets confusing in our pain that's, gives us permission to turn or gives us that permission to turn our life love off. And Mm -hmm. that's what you gotta be careful of. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when, when you become a believer, you know, the, the path to destruction is wide, but the, the path to salvation is narrow. The road, the gate, there's a gate, there's Mm -hmm. a door, you know, there's a door. His name is Jesus. You go through that door even though that it's it's a it's a door and not a highway or you know it, it, but once you go in boom there's so much there mm-hmm. there's so many options it's, once you enter the kingdom woo, life is a thousand times bigger than it was on your way mm-hmm. to what looked like there's no door and no resistance to me 
uh, keeping your love on is a decision. It's a door you go through. Once you go through it, the decisions and the options about how this is going to work is unlimited. Mm -hmm. But if you turn it off, then you're pretty much trapped in the anxiety. Every time that person's name is mentioned, every time you see them in the grocery store, every time somebody says a name mm-hmm. that's the same name, <clears throat> trigger, 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 trigger. So you're just constantly trapped in the anxiety of the broken relationship. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you keep your love on, you can get rid of that trigger simply knowing that this person is in the right place to manage themselves in relationship to me. Yeah. I mean, it's not a real relationship I had, but when you're talking, you say their names. I remember being triggered by Dr. Look. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which was, you know, I was five. You were five. I broke my jaw. I had um, a doctor that, you know, I was flipping out out of control. I mean, I was a pretty strong little five-year-old is really the reality that's it's Probably. amazing how yeah. power how powerful you were as a doctor. I was girl. scared. So there was an exchange, and he, I think he told me to shut up. I think that's all. He did. Yeah. And we, and we don't say shut up. No, at we our don't. House. I was five. Again, yeah. guys, yeah. I was five. He's breaking the rules. But until I was in my teens, <laughs> when we would come down from Weaverville and pass his office, I would just be so mad. Still. Yeah, I, yeah. I have forgiven the man. I love, but I just think it's so funny that <laughs> you make this decision because you've been wronged or, you know, he's a doctor. You shouldn't treat me like you come up with all these reasons why there's justification to your action. And so this punishment of this relationship, you you live in. I mean, every time we drove past it, I couldn't not think about it. Yeah. Couldn't not be angry at him. I couldn't not say something out the window Towards the general direction of yes. his office. Yes, I was often in the car with you when yeah. you did that. Yes, I remember. <laughs> so it, it is, you are trapped in this anxiety yeah. and you are trapped in an, a place where you just don't ever gain freedom again. And yeah. and it it's, it's funny that that develops and it just creates habits for a bunch of other relationships that you're willing to do it in. And, and, and we do this with people we never meet. We yeah. do this with people we have no real relationship with, like celebrities or politicians or yeah. somebody on social Some media. You know, you're like, wow, 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 stop. Yeah. Turn your love back on and put them in the right spot. And 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 pretty soon you you'll have some compassion. They're way out there for a reason. They're way out there. Yeah. That stirs some compassion when you have your love on. Mm-hmm. You turn your love off. You're like, yeah, yeah. I hope, mm-hmm. I hope a truck falls on you. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wouldn't hurt my feelings. And then you'd feel stupid. Then you'd feel bad. You're like, oh, geez, I shouldn't have done that. We want to take a minute to say thank you to all our listeners. There's a lot of things you could be listening to, so we're honored that you're here with us. Thank you for listening to The Kyla Show and for doing your part for creating whole, healthy families around the world. That's why it's a good idea to keep your love on, folks. It is. All right. Please keep your love on. Yep. Next question comes from Paulina. Hey, Danny and Brittany. Um, this is Paulina, and I've got a question about um, teaching perseverance, I guess, to my she's seven year seven year old daughter now um 
I'm homeschooling. We we live cross-culturally right now, so there's not a lot of community around, and I don't send her to school. Um, but I've just, I've really been struggling the last few probably months um, with maybe just a lack of um, schedule and context in our life. We don't have a whole lot of structure since it's just us out here. And um, at the moment, yeah, I've, I'm working with just trying to teach new skills, even, even in homeschool and in music, like I'm a violin teacher, I'm teaching a violin. And um, yeah, it just seems, it feels like she easily crumples, like just crumples over my, I'm trying to be gentle and teaching. And um, it just feels like over and over and over again, it's too hard for her and there's tears. And, and if it was just once or, you know, now and then there's a hard day, I get it but it feels like it happens so much of the time. And I'm kind of wondering how you, um, yeah, how do you kind of teach strength without crushing their spirit? <laughs> okay, thanks. I can't wait to hear an answer. Thank you. Reminds me of someone in our house. It does. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you should answer this one. <laughs> oh, this is our sweet Abby. I mean, she's a... <clears throat> we were had a big conversation just recently um, and she does, she crumbles in the side of its heart. It's she, she crumbles and she rises and she does. She crumbles and rises, crumbles and rises sometimes in the same five minutes. It's a little exhausting, but it's the, I think the biggest thing for me is not getting caught up in the emotion of the crumble. Sure. Which is really hard when, <laughs> she's 12 now so her she's able to articulate herself and then how she's feeling and her experience and and it, it's it's hard to hear because it is you know real real for her and it feels like truth and it and it's overwhelming it's taking her down and, and I just want to jump in and rescue her and rip all those things off of her but I can't chase away her lies no. and and that's the habit I think a lot of parents get into is trying to convince the child that you know i am the way the truth and the light not the lord mm -hmm. is the way the truth and the light and so they jump in and they start teaching and training them to that they're their comforter and and i am a comforter but i am not the comforter for adeline and and so being able to have a dialogue and then i don't know about your 7 year old but my 12 year old gets a little bit disrespectful when she's not happy. And so it turns into, it's rude, it's short, it's whiny. And I have to be okay to say, I love you. I want to have this conversation, but I don't want to have it like this. I'm happy to help you, but I need you to be respectful. And and we've had to practice that for years with her, um, years and years. And just recently we were, they were, she was around somebody that was no fun. And she was talking about how they consume and all these different things and they come in like a storm and they're not fun and they're overly emotional all the time and everything. And I started giggling and I said, you know, I think that would be you if we hadn't made some adjustments when you were younger. She's like, what? And then Delaney starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I said, because your sister was terrified of you being upset because you went crazy um, and it wasn't always disrespectful. It was just everyone 
had to feel whatever she was feeling. And when she was really little. Yeah. I mean, those were the... The toddler years, she was... That was the training ground for her. She yeah. was like, who's going to rule this house? And, and so it was just a... It was funny to look at and talk through. But so much of this is not getting trapped in, in the emotion for me. Um, and And not... Jumping in to rescue something. And not not feeling powerless. Sure. You know, yeah. I think that is what is the is the hole for the parent is you just feel so powerless. The, the kid's out of control. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we're, this, this is never going to change. And those are real struggles. That's a real challenge. That's real frustration that that child has. Mm-hmm. That's real hopelessness in their eyes and and you want to change it you want to you know you want to be the super mom yeah you want to be super mom but you turn into jafar (laughs) you know and you're like it's never a good look for anybody no it's rough and so you're you really do need to remember what you do control and what you don't and Mm -hmm. what you don't control is their quality of life Mm -hmm. you don't control what they believe is true you don't control what they do with their anxiety. Yeah. So it's coach time. Yeah. It's come alongside. It's it's you know act very much like the Holy Spirit and direct them to the Holy Spirit. Like, oh my gosh, what are you gonna do? Oh, you look so frustrated. I love you so much. Do you need some time? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to talk? Yeah. You know, and you you keep coming back to. I can't talk to this child when they're in, you know, just in a yes. spin. You look like you need time. Do you need time? And the hard part is when they say, "No, I just need you to listen." Like, okay, okay. well, I I would love to listen if you're going to be respectful. Right. right. And and that's I think it feels harsh, but it is is teaching them to have respectful conversations and self control. Yes. They have to learn self-control. They will never learn it if you're trying to control them. <laughs> Very true. You know, there's no self left. You're no. just like, do this, do that, stop it, stay, sit, go stand, run, come, sit. All of those. Yeah. So, I mean, Adeline was having a hard time the other day with schoolwork. All the fears, all the hopelessness, all, all the things that feel crushing. And she's melting away. And I'm leaving. Ben's there to help. You know, we're doing this together because we're a good team. And I leaned over, and she's crying. And I, I kissed her cheek, and I, I said, you know, these are the things I see in you. I said, and you have to see them for yourself. I said, but I don't know that we're going to make much progress right now. So why don't you take a minute, go wipe your face, go outside if you need to, and we'll try again. We're not going anywhere. We're here to help. But there is this, you have to go find it. I mean, she's not seven, she's 12, but we've been doing the same thing mm-hmm. for a very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have. It looked different. Some of the language was slightly... Solid adjusted. 10 and a half years. <laughs> yeah, solid, <laughs> solid. We have video f- footage of Addie and her emotional self. So, um, But it's just the practice of not... I mean, it's like the little... I mean, it's a horrible Looney Tune name, but the Tasmanian devil, mm-hmm. like it just, when he comes to town, mm-hmm. he's damaging things. Yeah. 
And that's what starts to happen is you see this thing start to go and you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to destroy everything that's peaceful right now. And so there's a panic. Yes. And if you play into that panic, then you're losing. Mm -hmm. And and so that's, you know, staying powerful is, is the key and not getting trapped in that I have to convince you of something. It's I'm trying to display what being a powerful person looks like. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do, honey? And and identifying when the child begins to lose their self-control mm. is a great time for you to remember to keep your self-control. Yes. Because you're really trying to show your child what a well-put-together adult looks like. You know, mm-hmm. here's... Here's the leadership. The leadership is in practicing self-control. The leadership is not fix this problem. Right. And if you can, there's a there's a scripture that tells parents, I'm trying to remember where it is. It might be Corinthians or Ephesians, but it says, fathers, do not exasperate your children, mm. which literally means do not push your children past their ability to control themselves. Mm. And that moment right there, if you can capture that and stop yourself Mm -hmm. from their journey out of self-control by staying in control, you'll set up a completely different context for them to have to figure themselves out. Yeah. And that's a fun dance to learn, especially with a child that's oh so emotional for you and at the things that don't make any sense. Mm -hmm. The pencil tip broke. Mm -hmm. Oh. No. <laughs> I watch you guys do it, though. You and Ben both are just experts at stopping at that line. Like, oh, there they go. There they go. <laughs> Come back. I'm not going with you. <laughs> Come I... back. <laughs> oh, it, it does happen. They're all different. They all have different ways of, that's that's children, right? They're mm-hmm. all different. Yeah. So. Variety pack. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's stay powerful, Paulina. That's that's a that's what I'd be encouraging you to do. And yeah, do the five keys. You know, the Kylo keys. Keep mm-hmm. keep keep that in front of you because mm-hmm. if you if you lose those, it doesn't matter what relationship it is, but it goes really fast with little ones. Yeah, that's very true. All right, our next question that we have is comes to us from Rowan. What if one spouse? Um, has had several addictions for 13 years of marriage, um, does not respond to requests um, for changing things. Um, What would you recommend? I've read Keep Your Love On twice, led studies on it, and just feeling pretty discouraged. Um, my current <laughs> strategy is just to keep walking with Jesus and finding my own um, contentment in Him, which is good um, that it's helped me do that. There we go. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I have no way of knowing really yeah. what what exactly level all of things, confrontation yeah. and and truth telling mm-hmm. has happened in in this relationship. But uh, 
you're doing this and you're doing that and 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 you're making this mess and you're doing that and you said you wouldn't do this and you you know all those conversations don't help because mm-hmm. they already feel stupid guilty mm-hmm. ashamed generally sometimes they don't but underneath they do they know they're messing things up it's more i feel disconnected i feel alone i feel betrayed i feel hurt mm-hmm. i feel um unloved i feel hopeless you know so i need to feel loved connected hope uh your repentance Mm -hmm. uh i need that and then when they say one way or another they say too bad so sad Mm. then then you have to say here's what i'm going to do because standing next to you continuing to introduce this to our relationship is too overwhelming for me and here's what I'm going to do with me. I don't know what you're going to do with you, but here's what I'm going to do with me. And that's scary. Yeah. And that is, you know, it, it's so scary that a lot of people's significant other relationships go, whoa, whoa, you can't do that. Whoa, hey. And it isn't until they get involved and they stand in there with that person mm-hmm that they say, oh, okay, now I understand what you're doing because now I am hurting. Now I am scared. Now I am overwhelmed by that person's life. Like, right. And it's not not a reaction. It's a responsible step. It's it's, it's It's a commitment to the relationship knowing that if I stay in this part, I'm going to lose all hope. Mm-hmm. So let let me stand over here while you continue to do that, so I can think, so I can get counsel, mm-hmm. so I so I can start to heal. And if you continue doing this crazy abusive behavior, I'll tell you now what I'm going to do with that. Mm-hmm. And it is it is an exercise of boundaries where yeah. this person who is. You know when the when the prodigal son says to the father, in essence, "I wish you were dead so I could have the money that's coming to me," and the father gives it to him. Mm-hmm. He actually says, "Go, take your destruction as far away from this home as you can go." He didn't disown the son; mm-hmm. he just sent him. Here you go. There he goes. And then he just longed for him to return. You know, there was just a longing. But that act, I mean, if he wouldn't have given the son the the inheritance, the son would have stayed there Mm -hmm. in that destructive pattern and continued to just undermine everything that the father was building, everything the father was leading. And the father had the wisdom and the security to say here you go you may destroy yourself with what i'm about to do but here mm-hmm. and and he's he's set a boundary and i think people are so afraid of that 
that they blame the other person for not doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't just give you the money. You'd go off and kill yourself. Yeah. That's exactly what could have happened. Mm-hmm. And the father knew that. And he said, here. And so managing yourself to that level to have that much respect, if you will, Mm -hmm. for another person's freedom and responsibility, that's, that's, that's big steps. Yeah. I I think the, um, the concept of telling yourself what you're going to do Mm -hmm. in those situations Mm -hmm. (laughs) is really difficult. It's really crucial. It's really crucial, especially if, if you're going to really create change and, and live in an environment you want to be living in mm-hmm. rather than living in an environment that is happening to you over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in a marriage, um, maybe with kids involved, I don't know. I don't know what the what's going on, but there's all those pieces together that make that step of taking responsibility for myself and what am I going to do? Um, and so I, I know that I've walked with quite a handful of people. I know that you have too in different situations of things. And, and part of success, I think, looks like inviting community in that's healthy mm-hmm. uh, to have a dialogue to help with, you know, what are you, what are you looking for? What do you need to ask good questions to yourself? And, and then those helpers... Uh, knowing that it's not your job to go in and kick the door down, it's your job to stand behind them and say, "What do you want to do?" Mm-hmm. And and that difference. But part of this process is all boundaries. Man, everyone loves talking about boundaries, but no one really likes to do the boundaries. They're scary. Yeah, they are scary. They are so helpful, yeah. and they are so liberating, and they add so much quality to your life, which. Really, that's what boundaries are for. They're mm-hmm. to protect the quality of your life, your peace, your joy, your hope, your love. All that is protected with the effective use of healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. So when you're losing all that stuff, yeah. it's a boundary problem. We also want to thank all of you who've donated to Loving on Purpose. We're a 501c3 nonprofit organization and the free resources we produce, like The Kylo Show, come from the support of listeners and donors like you. Thank you for doing your part to create whole, healthy families around the world. All right. Well, I think we've got to take a testimony at this point. Okay. Because we're running out of time. All right. Let's hear but it. those were great questions. So our testimony today comes to us from someone named Holly. I have read and reread and reread Keep Your Love On. And three years ago, um, the people I was in community with, they, and still are, they didn't use the lingo, but they demonstrated um, keep your love on principles, having boundaries, um, being a powerful person. And I didn't have a grid for any of this stuff. I never heard of it. Um, Even with all my background in social work, um, a master's degree and a bachelor's degree, it's all it's all puffed up prideful knowledge. It's humanism. It's, it's, it's doesn't work because what Danny Silk teaches and, and cave your love on is very practical. Um, and it's, it's godly wisdom and it's so challenging to apply 
It's not something that I can just read, memorize, and regurgitate like they teach you in school in North American culture. I really have to go to work, and I have to put the work in, and I have to really practice with people. And it gets messy, and it's not easy. It's worth it, though. So um, my life has been impacted on a number of levels. I'll be walking this out the rest of my life um, to keep your love on principles. Um, when I get married, when I have children, um, I'm, I mean, just to be powerful, that part right there, that one is a game changer for me. To, to, on a good day, I can manage myself. <laughs> Learning how to do that on a day-to-day basis, along with, you know, guarding my heart and being, being a powerful daughter of God, that's so impactful. So, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming to try and specifically say, you know, how Kylo has really impacted my life. I'm still walking it out. Um, as I recently am learning that I need to go back and I've read the book reading <laughs> it again and my church just went through a a thing with it where we went and did a study and so I'm walking it out with people um, in the church and everything and that's been the key for me and just even talking to my spiritual parents when I get stuck and don't know how to do something because I need the repetition and I think that's key you can't just do Kalo, Kalo Kylo you can't do it you need to have you need to have a culture that a church culture that basically lives out the culture of honor that Danny worked on and that, that understands that and lives and breathes that and, um, and doesn't operate from a punishment paradigm as well, which is in the book Unpunishable and really has the heart of the father. So, um, it's, yeah, it's Kylo is, is a game changer. It's godly wisdom and I'll be walking this stuff out the rest of my life. Um, even not having a grid for it and just experiencing it and then reading the book and understanding, oh, this is what happened when these people are doing it, it really messed me up um, in a good way. So um, I'm grateful for spiritual parents. I'm grateful for the influence of um, Kylo. And now I'm going to read the book, um, Loving Our Kids on Purpose, because I need to learn on that and what what I didn't get so that I can talk it with Pop, talk it out with Papa and he can help me. But yeah, I'm just grateful for uh, Danny and Brittany, um, and and the Kylo and the Kylo show and the books that Danny's written, um, because what you guys carry is just is just the Father's heart and there's truth. And I've got to do the work. I've got to be powerful and do the work, and I can't be lazy. Um, but if I do the work, I'll I'll reap I'll reap the benefits. So so yeah, um, thank you for your time. My name is uh, Holly Holden. Holly, she's she's selling for you. We can put she, her on the commercial and like A she's, loving on purpose librarian. She's, yes, she's got all the things. Knows what you need. Yeah, I think I may have talked to Holly um, through my Instagram account a little bit, and then I uh, I chatted with her about something else on the phone. So her voice sounds familiar, and I remember a little bit of what she's sharing is similar to what she was telling me. If, yeah. if it's the same gal, I think it is, but. She was just so excited on the phone about, <laughs> you know, changing her life yeah. and um, having an interest and a value of helping people, but then doing it in a way that just lined up with the kingdom. And yeah. um, so she was she was excited, just as excited on the phone when yeah. I was talking to her. Yeah. And she's um, very sweet in the exchanges I've talked with her on social media. But yeah, I think I would want Holly on my team. Yeah. Well, yeah I think I, she's on our team. I think, you know, I think who, whatever game we're playing, I want Holly on my team. Yeah. yeah she's, she's, 
amazing. She's got an MSW and she's talking about not knowing, hearing, you know, experiencing this. And it, it shouldn't be a mystery to people, especially in the people helping field, Mm -hmm. but same with ministry, same with, you know, the people that are in ministry should have all these skills. People helping people. Yep, you know, yep. if you should have all the Ben's gonna be doing a course pretty soon about there that. There you go. Get on there, get on that uh, Facebook page and the yeah. Loving Loving on Purpose Life Academy Facebook page. And Ben's gonna be leading people through people helping people. That's true. Go do it. And it is a it's a great course, but it is the exposure of if you're helping people at all, please do us a favor mm-hmm. and read keep your love on. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Please do that. Get on the Life Academy. <laughs> do that. Go through those courses with all your friends. Become a facilitator. Get in contact with Ben Serple and become a facilitator for our Life Academy mm-hmm. and help everybody you know. Because this is how we get a family life revival going, mm-hmm. is we help as many people become whole and healthy so they can go on to have healthy families that are going to save the world that's what, that's what i got it in there right at the end <laughs> right at the there end. you Good go <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining us for the kyla show we'll see you next time thanks for listening never miss an episode of the kyla show by subscribing to apple Podcasts, spotify or watch us on the loving on purpose youtube channel don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to the kylo show.com the kylo show is produced by ali armading co-produced by ashley beck and anna hill Sound engineer and edited by Taylor Silk and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, whole healthy families, gonna save the world.